This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Let's suppose that you were to gain a billion dollars. You were to be among the very limited scope of, a, of billionaires in the United States or wherever you're listening to this program today. But what if at the same time you were miserable in the health category? In fact, so miserable that you had maybe even a death sentence on your table. Or perhaps you were just in agony most of the time. Or you just couldn't get a cooperation with your innermost being called your gut. You just couldn't get cooperation there, and you were miserable. What good would the billion dollars do you? You know, it's been said, money can buy a lot of things, but money can't buy you love, and it can't buy you health either, not necessarily. So today on Viewpoint, we're going to talk about something that makes you, well, quite wealthy, other than perhaps your relationship with the Lord. And that is your relationship with your body, starting with your digestive system, commonly referred to as your gut. So today on Viewpoint, we have a special guest joining us. He's been with us many times over the years, Don Colbert, uh, with his book, Health Zone Essentials, How to Jumpstart Your Healthy Life and uh Here we are at the relative beginning of the year, just before we enter the month of February. Dr. Don, it's good to have you on the program. Hello. It's great being here. Thank you. Well, and uh, you are there in Florida right now, are you not? Yes, sunny Florida. It's uh, 63 degrees here right now, which is really nice. Well, the question that I have for you, is that a healthy zone? I mean, is there not a better place that you could select for your uh, your mental and physical health? Well, it's great as long as you don't get sunburned here. It's, uh, the weather's <laughs> ideal. <laughs> as or, long as you don't stay on the sun too long. That's the key. <laughs> or spend too long in Disneyland. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, it's good to have you back on the program here today. And you, you always are concerned about our health. Uh, we lose our health and... What good does wealth do us, right? Exactly right. And there's so many people that have become billionaires, but in becoming billionaires, not that many, but some, they've lost their health, and then they spend their billions trying to regain their health. Well, not only that, but you can lo- you can gain a lot of power in the world. I remember when I ran for the state legislature uh, in California twice, and uh, I-, I was defeated. And the guy that won was a very well-known person, owned several uh, department stores and so on. He had seven kids, and uh, he won, but he lost his whole family in the process. Mm. Uh, That doesn't leave one very powerful, does it? No, it doesn't. (laughs) So it's kind of like what Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Well, what what does it profit if we gain everything else and lose our health? That's how I see it. So... Uh, with that having been said, laying a little foundation, uh, why do you say that the our guts are the foundation for our health? Well, the GI tract 
is the one of the most important organs in the body in order to maintain health. And we are doing everything possible to destroy the GI tract and its function, mainly by the foods we eat and the medicines we take. Unfortunately, doctors are one of the worst at this because they prescribe antibiotics that decimate the GI tract, as well as anti-inflammatory meds like all the arthritis meds and medications for sprains and strains and pain and headaches, uh-huh. all the anti-inflammatories, Advils, and I shouldn't say the name, let me put the generic, the ibuprofens and the naproxens and things such as that, uh-huh. as well as aspirin. These damage the gut, creating irritation, inflammation in the gut, as well as acid blockers. So many people today are taking acid blockers in the form of uh, proton pump inhibitors or H2 blockers or just antacids, and uh-huh. this is wreaking havoc on the gut. All right, but what do you do, uh, Dr. Don, if um, you've got problems with uh, backflow in your system, uh, sometimes referred to as GERD, uh, that that f- word just bothers me. Just the sound of it bothers right. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me explain. GERD, uh, that's gastroesophageal reflux disease, right. and it's just due to a faulty lower esophageal sphincter, which is a little muscle. And when uh, you eat certain foods or take certain medications that dilate blood vessels, it pops that sphincter open, or if you have a big tummy. It makes it, the bigger the tummy, the more reflux a person has. Yep. You have to elevate the head of the bed 30 degrees. I discuss that in, in my book. But what I also do is I discuss foods and beverages that make it worse. And the easiest way to clear it up is to lose the weight and to follow the dietary program, which helps to stabilize that lower esophageal sphincter. It's a sphincter problem. It's not an acid problem. Uh-huh. In other words, the sphincter is like a little valve. Correct. And it's uh, supposed to open and close. Mm-hmm. And that valve stays open, and certain things that make it stay open are spicy foods: tomatoes, hot hot sauce, hot peppers, pepperonis, a lot of fats, a lot of oils, a lot of citrus and lemons and limes and citrus fruits like, mm. like oranges. And so I have a whole, there's a whole list of foods that pop that open. But one of the main ones that do it are what men are taking daily. Many men. And that's the Viagra, that's the Cialis, those are the meds for ED. They make that little sphincter open, and a lot of men are signing up for acid reflux or GERD because they're taking the, the little pill that causes, uh, you know, ED, or that mm-hmm. treats ED. But it treats, well, also triggers uh, G, you know, GERD or G-E-R-D. So it's like you can't win for losing. Yes, and also chocolate. <laughs> You're right, and chocolate. Women are loving chocolate. Well, chocolate just so happens dilates that little sphincter and causes that acid to come up. And the more the darker the chocolate, we're supposed to eat dark chocolate. The darker the chocolate, the more it opens that lower esophageal sphincter. On the other hand, dark chocolate is increasingly being recommended as a health food. Exactly. So more and more people are having more and more dark chocolate. Well, you even recommend it in your book. Yes, but a moderation. And again, we got to keep the belly fat. Then we got to balance everything. Life is a balance. You and got that right. It. And we got to especially get that belly fat down because the more belly fat you have, the more, generally speaking, the more reflux you're going to have. It's that simple. Mm. And the largest meal, if you eat your large meal at night and go to bed, you're going to have reflux most likely. Mm. And so your smallest meal should be in the evening time. You should eat preferably before six, uh, three or four hours before you go to bed. 
Is that why so many folk in uh, Mediterranean areas or in the warmer climates tend to eat a heavy meal uh, at noon? Correct. Well, that's a habit in different cultures. Mm-hmm. But in America, our heavy meal is in the evening time. Yeah, yeah. And we have some of the biggest bellies in the world and some of the biggest, or most cases, of reflux. Well, listen, you know, you're, you're living in the, uh, in the Bible Belt, and yes. uh, the Bible Belt is the uh, biggest belly area of the country. So <laughs> right. let's be careful about what we're talking about here. <laughs> right. It sounds like Christians are some of the worst offenders. They well, really <laughs> are. They have crucified their flesh daily as we're commanded. Oh, my to. goodness. Okay. Here's the book, friends, Health Zone Essentials. We're, we're having a bit of humor here, but the reality is our health is serious. $17 will put this wonderful book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. We'll be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismar, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint, friends. Today we're confronting a deep issue that we all face, the matter of our health. Uh, The Bible wasn't using this phrase to talk about our physical health, but, you know, when he says, uh, you know, whatever we put into our bodies is going to come out, uh, garbage in, garbage out. It's not a biblical phrase, but it's a principle. And uh, so we've got to be careful about what we're feeding our gut. Now, that's a very vernacular term that is being used increasingly, and uh, what we're really talking about is our uh, gastro system, and uh, our guest today, Dr. Don Colbert, says it's the unsung hero of health. Why is it the unsung hero? Because we can't see it? Well, first of all, it's interesting to note that Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said approximately 2,700 years ago that all disease begins in the gut or GI tract. Mm-hmm. You see, the GI tract is just the stomach, the small intestines, and the large intestines. It's the tube, but it does so much more than just a tube for the food to pass through. Uh-huh. What it does is compose it's the most amazing, you know how the Word of God says in Psalms 139, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. God has made this intestinal tract, especially the small intestines, both a, a permeable, a semi-permeable membrane that lets in the good. It lets in the good uh, amino acids from the proteins, the, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the fatty acids from the fats, and the simple sugars from the carbohydrates. But it keeps out the large proteins. It keeps out the peptides, it keeps out the large fats and the large carbohydrates, and it also keeps out toxins and viruses and bacteria. And so it works as a barrier, but also as a semi-permeable membrane. But what happens is when we consume lots of, uh, you know, anti-inflammatory medications, aspirin, ibuprofen, if we uh, take lots of antibiotics, we decimate those good bacteria that help to literally maintain the function of the GI tract. The good bacteria are critical for the GI tract and help mm-hmm. to uh, regulate inflammation throughout the body, 
It also trains our immune system and helps to regulate our immune system. And that's how we absorb a lot of our nutrients is through our uh, good bacteria. Well, it kills off those good bacteria. Mm -hmm. And then bad bacteria start to overpopulate the gut, creating tremendous gas and bloating and all the gut symptoms. Seems we got a lot of bad bacteria in Washington, D.C. then. Oh, my goodness. Uh, bloating? Like, You're talking about you bloating? Your bloated government. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that goes along with our, our GI tract with all the dysbosis. We have a lot of dysbosis in Washington. You're there right. you got that right. So there there are some uh, transferable concepts here. That's right. <laughs> in the area of our lives. They all need right. a good Holy Ghost enema, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I like the term, the phrase that you used. Imagine your gut as the leader of a large orchestra. Kind of flesh that out for us. Well, again, the gut is, is so important because most diseases actually begin in the GI tract. Like mm-hmm. I say, we're seeing more and more autoimmune diseases. And people know what some of them are, such as rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and MS. Yeah. But also, we see so much ulcerative colitis now and Crohn's disease and uh, other. There's just so many new autoimmune diseases coming about. Well, they're exploding ever since uh, 2020 when the uh, uh, so-called vaccine was jabbed into the veins of 70 million Americans. Mm -hmm. That and because genetically modified foods were introduced in the uh, mid-90s and more and more foods are being genetically modified. Just now we're finding out that rice is going to be one of the main genetically modified foods. Oh, my. And that's coming from research from China. And that's one of the most common foods, as you know, in China. Mm-hmm. But they're genetically modifying foods. And these genetically modified foods can wreak havoc on the GI tract. Yeah. Well, we don't want any wreaking havoc. We're seeing enough of that in the Middle East right now. And uh, so you make another statement. You, you say that the GI system, the gastrointestinal system, is sometimes referred to as the second brain. Why? Yeah. Well, because it's interesting, but the gut communicates with the brain via the vagus nerve. And it, uh, so, again, the gut literally sends signals to the brain and influences one's mood and emotions and even their cognitive function. Mm. So uh, it's really important when you have a healthy, non-inflammatory So is, is that Joe Biden's problem? <laughs> That's one of his problems, most likely, <laughs> because when you have a healthy gut, you usually have a healthy brain and a better mood and less deadly emotions and better cognitive function. So, oh yes, I think that would help Joe Biden to get his uh, GI tract improved <laughs> with some gut power to well, it. Well, we don't want to make fun of his uh, cognitive disabilities, but... Uh, we, we all are having to live with the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. So a healthy gut is where a vibrant life starts. That's Correct. the foundation for everything. For everything, right there. Because, like I say, so, so many people are, first of all, they're missing the first step. They're putting the wrong foods in the GI tract. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, a lot of the foods that you could eat when you're uh, young, like, you know, when you're growing up and a teenager, mm-hmm. become foods that really irritate the gut, like gluten. Gluten is in wheat, and, and yeah. Jesus taught us to give us this day our daily bread. But today, wheat is so inflammatory for yeah. most people's GI tract. Well, you know where my wife gets her bread from? Where's that? Europe. Oh, very good. They don't, they don't have, have the gluten. They don't no. have the gluten, and if what? not, she gets uh, uh, not French bread, but uh, sourdough. 
sourdough, correct? Yeah. Because sourdough bread, uh, the yeast in the sourdough removes most of the gluten. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's superior. And gluten contains, or excuse me, most bread contains approximately 23,788 proteins, any one of which can inflame the gut. The worst, that's a lot of proteins, but the worst, too, are uh, gliadin and glutenin. Mm-hmm. And those are highly inflammatory for our gut, and so many people are eating pasta and bread and rolls and biscuits and buns and uh, you know every meal and they're wondering why their gut is so inflamed and they're mm. having and they're feeling miserable misery is a common complaint that people have from their GI tract and yet they continue to eat the same foods that cause the problem well the bible says this if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do so if indeed the gut is our foundation for our health and we destroy that, then everything else is going to topple accordingly, isn't it? Well, yes, we're going to invite more disease into the body, and that's what we're seeing. More and more diseases that doctors are treating uh, or with a Band-Aid type solution of simply treating symptoms with medications, creating more problems. So it's All a right. vicious cycle. So we're becoming sort of like uh, a human leaning tower of Pisa. <laughs> That's good. That's a good I'm, I'm full it. of these analogies today, aren't <laughs> <You're I? good. laughs> you, you make a good picture so people can see it plainly. <laughs> well, that's what we try to do, you know. Uh, I was a trial lawyer for 20 years, and speaking to a jury of my peers, you got to somehow communicate it a way they can get it. So, right. All right. right. Now, um, one of the big problems is a word that we don't like because it makes us feel so miserable, and that is the word constipation con that's against stipation con means against against stipation so what is stipation well again constipation as you know is simply inability to have a normal bowel movement daily we should have at least one bowel movement daily but the way god designed us is every time you eat a meal you should have a bowel movement oh but but that's not normal anymore constipation is just is uh, either having too hard a bowel movement, or having a bowel movement less than once a day. All right, so why is that? What is it that's causing this problem? Because obviously if you don't have a regular bowel movement, uh, it's going to create pressure. Yeah, and there's three things. Pressure, it's so simple. pressure is the English word for tribulation. Did you know that? <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> and also pressure in the colon causes diverticulosis yeah. and eventually diverticulosis. Which is even more tribulation. You've got, exactly. All right, so how well, do we what, deal with this? Well, it's simple. Number one, only 5% of Americans get adequate amounts of fiber. That's only five out of every hundred in this country. Fiber is the key for constipation with adequate water. And again, around two quarts of water a day is, is adequate. And then the third component is magnesium. Mm. Now, most people don't get enough magnesium, but those, and you need at least around 400 milligrams of magnesium a day, which you can get that from a handful of nuts or from a good multivitamin that has 400 milligrams of magnesium, which, by the way, the vast majority don't. So you probably have to take a magnesium supplement. And a good fiber is psyllium husk powder, but also there's beans and peas and lentils. And people say, but I can't eat those. They give me gas. Mm. And so, again, that's why I like the psyllium husk powder. And if you don't like that one, we have developed a very good uh, key lime pie flavored 
psyllium husk with a stevia, no sugar and no NutraSweet in it. Mm. It actually tastes really good, called Fiberzone. Wow. And, and again, that's a major problem with most Americans. Only 5% get adequate fiber. Now, you say we, uh, you and God developed this or what? Well, again, that was one of the products I came out with my Gut Zone book because uh-huh. with each book, to help people in, implement the program, I gave them a, the things they need, a good probiotic, which uh-huh. is our biotic, as well as the Fiber Zone, which is a good-tasting fiber that actually tastes good that they can have in the morning and or in the evening with cold water, and it helps you, uh, again, it helps satisfy your appetite. It keeps you nice and satisfied. Yet it helps your bowels uh, to have a bowel movement every day. Well, how about the uh, the pills that are, uh, I call them a pills, maybe they're capsules, capsules that contain fiber. They're non-tasting. You swallow Yes, it. and they can do that, but you usually have to take about 10 or 10 to 20 to get the amount in a scoop of this fiber. And uh-huh. so again, a lot of people, and those pills, sometimes, you know, some are made of veggie caps, but most are not. Mm. People get pill fatigue. Oh. They get too many pills. <laughs> okay. They'll become a pill. Okay. They'll become a pill. You're right. Well, you list a, a number of things here. Uh, magnesium uh, can be found in spinach, kale, almonds, dark chocolate, Correct. avocados, yeah. uh, nuts, especially almonds. Yeah. Now, here, here's the interesting thing, because I follow an awful lot of information that comes from uh, doctors and so-called experts. And so let me just run these by real quick. First of all, I've heard spinach being mocked as not so good for you. I've heard almonds being mocked as not so good for you. I've heard avocados being mocked as not so good for you, and you'll destroy yourself. How are we supposed to understand what is true and what is not? Well, here's what I tell people. The Bible teaches us, again, what truth is. And what I tell my patients is, eat more living food and less dead food. Dead food is man-made food that comes in boxes and cans. And God's foods are fresh fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and things such as that. So always follow God's advice. And I wrote a book about 30 years ago uh-huh. called What Would Jesus Eat? And we came up with, <laughs> and we came up with a cookbook a uh-huh. couple of years ago, and it's simply a Mediterranean diet without the wheat. That's what uh-huh. it is. Well, Jesus ate wheat, diet. though. Yes, he did, but they didn't have the crossbreeding and hybridization right. back then that we have now. He also said that man cannot live by bread alone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we have to have the components of the Mediterranean diet, which I believe is the healthiest diet in the world, even to this day. Interesting. Okay, we'll talk more about the implications of that. Uh, why would someone say, why would a doctor come out and say that avocados are destroying your gut. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because one reason, there's uh, a new. There's some theories out there, like FODMAPs. Have you heard of FODMAPs? No. FODMAPs are uh, fermentable oligosaccharides that cause gas in the gut, produced mm-hmm. mainly from taking antibiotics. Oh. So what has happened, doctors have prescribed so many antibiotics, we have an epidemic of a condition called SIBO, or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Well, what doctors have done is they've put these patients on a FODMAP diet, which are foods low in avocados and many of these foods you were talking about because mm-hmm. they feed bacteria in the gut. And so we've decimated the gut with so many antibiotics. 
Now some people will have to cut them out for a season and kill the bad bacteria and plant mm-hmm. the good bacteria mm-hmm. and restore mm-hmm. the gut. Wow. So, again, it's a problem that's been created, and they have an answer for it, and it's usually, it's, it's almost always a medicine. The interesting thing is, uh, you say that avocados are possibly the finest fruit ever cultivated. Absolutely. That's an amazing statement. It is, because, you know, it is high in healthy fat, it's high in potassium and magnesium, but I have every morning a half of an avocado. And I, it keeps me full all until early in the morning, until uh, around one or so in the afternoon. And again, it's so satisfying, and yet there's yeah. no sugar in it. Right. It's great. I love avocados myself. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk more about some Friends, this book is so absolutely loaded. We're just going to scratch the surface here today. $17 are going to put Health Zone Essentials in your hand on the website, saveus.org. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Apparently, whatever we sow, we will reap. Whatever we sow deep inside our bodies with what we eat or don't eat, we will reap. Now, our special guest today on Viewpoint, Dr. Don Colbert, with his book, Health Zone Essentials, How to Jumpstart Your Healthy Life. Now, here we are still at the beginning of the year, And that's one of the reasons why we're doing this uh, conversation today with Dr. Colbert. And uh, he is concerned about your health. He's concerned about the health of people who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. And yet, the most unhealthy people in America are in the Bible Belt of America. How in the world can such a thing be? That's that's just a rhetorical question to throw out there, and I'm not asking doctor to respond well, to it. I'll be glad to answer that. Okay, do it very, <laughs> do it quickly, and then I want to brag well, on it's, something. It's very simple because the church they can't smoke, they can't drink, they shouldn't, you know, do a lot of the things and the sins that they've given up. But the right. one thing they will do is they'll have a potluck and they'll eat all they want and all the desserts. And Christians, too, too many Christians have an obesity problem. There's more obesity in the church than most anywhere else. So the pot is not lucky. Yes. The pot luck is not lucky. Right, it's okay. not luck. It's, well, it's today, pot disease. Today, doctor, I had lunch with a pastor friend. And I want to, I, I'm, you've given me some bragging rights here. I'm looking at page 61 of your book called The Tipple Mediterranean Food. And here are the ones that I highlighted. I highlighted 
everything but two items. Three, olive oil, vegetables, uh, poultry, meat, beans, uh, strawberries and blueberries, nuts and seeds, eggs, dark chocolate, and coffee. I've had all of those today, and most right. of them at lunchtime. Very good. Do I get Very a standing healthy. ovation? Absolutely. That's A+. Plus. <laughs> now, if we get the rest of the church to do that, we'll, we'll reverse that problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, uh, it's good to have a certain amount of humor when we talk about these things. Otherwise, people feel like you're, uh, you're putting a, a knife to their throat. And uh, we don't want to feel that way. What we want to do is say, look, I want to be the best example of a healthy, holy follower of Christ that I can be so that I can best fulfill the things that God would have me to do and to be. Yes. Uh, isn't that really what we're about? Absolutely right. We're to be living epistles of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're not trying to be Jack LaLanne. Right. Okay. <laughs> be okay, but that's too much emphasis on the flesh. <laughs> that's which is right. Too, too much. temporal. Okay. That's right. Now, um, we've talked about our diet, but one of the things that you mentioned is fats. Now, fat, you say, has gotten a bad rap. Yes. Why is that? Well, because, again, we have been watching fats and uh, since the 1980s mm-hmm. and decrease in our fats, and we've seen an increase in obesity, an increase in diabetes, an increase yeah. in Alzheimer's and most every other disease. Now, again, I do agree we have to limit our saturated fats, which is butter and cheese and cream and coconut oil and fried foods and fatty meats. Mm-hmm. But what is happening is we're not eating the good healthy fats like olive oil. I go through a bottle, about a quart bottle of olive oil every week. My goodness. Do you drink that stuff? <laughs> Pretty much. No. I had olive oil on my salad for lunch, but my goodness, that's oh, a lot I, of olive oil. I, well, when I was in Greece, and when I went there a few years back before COVID, and I went with a friend of mine, and, uh, and, and we went to Crete, and we went to Athens, mm-hmm. and they would have, like, family restaurants where there'd be, you know, Fresh veggies would start with a huge salad, mm-hmm. and we'd have a, a bottle of olive oil. By the end of the meal, the bottle would be gone between six people. And oh, just on our food. my We put goodness. olive oil on everything. We put my it on our goodness. salad. We put it on our bread, which is more of a sourdough-type bread. We loaded it, and then we yeah. sopped it up like people sop up their uh, biscuits and gravy. We sopped our uh, sourdough bread up with olive oil. Yeah. Well, if you and, go to the Bonefish Grills uh across the country they're going to give you bread with uh olive oil to dip your your bread in with a right. huge uh bunch of uh what do they call it anyway it's it's great tasting stuff but, but we have different kinds of olive oils oh now. We have, okay we have some super olive oils now uh-huh. See, in, in greece the soils there are extremely fertile mm-hmm. and now they have a uh, type of olive oil called high polyphenol olive oil and, and while I was there, I got to go to the University of Athens and meet with one of the top researchers on olive oil, Dr. Magiatis, over there. And, uh, and they have, they award olive oils yearly with gold medal awards for some of the highest polyphenols, which are the powerful antioxidants in olive oil. And these antioxidants are so powerful that they literally help 
prevent plaque buildup in our arteries. They they uh, help cleanse our liver. They help our brains. And so, again, I have seen tremendous benefits by taking therapeutic olive oils on uh, circulation and on removing mm-hmm. plaque when combined with, with vitamin K2. All right. Now, uh, another one that comes up, and this has to do with fats, cheese. Now, you mentioned cheese in several different ways in your, in your book. One is a positive way. The other yeah. is a negative way. Yes. And there are different kinds of cheeses. Yes. So let me discuss that, please. Well, first of all, most cheese that we eat here in America is from a cow. And these cheeses, and most people, whether they know it or not, they're inflammatory to your body, and they are mucus-creating. For for 40 years, I've been treating uh, children and adults, and children who have recurrent ear infections or adults or teens who have recurrent sinus and ear infections, we get them off the cow milk dairy, and we can put them on feta cheese, which mm. is sheep and goat. Oh, but, heaven deliver me. But what happens <laughs> is cheese, when I get them off the cow milk cheese, uh-huh. which is high in casein A1, then generally they start to heal when I put them on a natural program for their sinuses or their ears. To uh-huh. them out. Okay, now, that the, makes sense. Now, the good news for you, for all my American cheese lovers, they now have a casein A2 cheese and a casein A2 milk. Mm. So if you're a cheese lover, you at least have choose the right kind of cheese, the casein A2 or the feta or the goat or the sheep, and please limit your consumption. And I tell patients that if they do eat cheese, eat small amounts, don't eat it by the slice, eat you know small amounts on your salad. And if you do eat a lot, just cover it, eat your fiber, take your fiber. If you want to take 20 capsules, so be it. If you want to take a scoop, do that. <laughs> All right, With so fiber, are you saying that cheese uh, interrupts your flow and creates constipation? Yes, it does. Oh. And so, and so cheese, the biggest thing is the saturated fat. You're getting too much saturated fat, and mm. the fiber will bind it and escort it out of your body. Oh, my. Well, no wonder at lunch today, I'm looking at your other list here of uh, ketogenic veggies, and uh, here is what I had for lunch today. Artichokes, avocados, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, garlic, lettuce, mushrooms, onions, and spinach. Wow. Do do I get another standing ovation? That's amazing, yes. Well, no wonder you're going to live a long, 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 healthy life. That's great. I'm working on it. I might not be perfect, but you know what? Uh, the older you get, uh, the the more you need to realize you, you are what you eat. Exactly right. And, again, you're taking good care of your body. Which is, and a little cheese is okay, especially if you have the casein A2 or the feta or the goat or the sheep. But, if you have more than a little bit, just cover it with fiber so that it escorts it out of the body. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, weight loss here for just a moment. But, friends, the book, uh, Health Zone Essentials. It's a $20 book. Here's for $17. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You give us a call at 1 800 save usa 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, in the final segment of the program here, we're going to shift over from uh, all of these things that we're eating or not eating 
uh, and you're going to have to get the book to get some more details in that regard. But I want to ask uh, Dr. Colbert to uh, comment on a number of different other issues that are in his book and uh, why these things are there and how it will help us in our lives. And the number one thing that seems to be the requiring the market geniuses, marketing geniuses of the world is how to lose weight. So uh, I think you gave the secret to drop inches and lose right. weight. It's the easiest thing ever. And reduce so reduce your yeah. intake 20%. Uh, absolutely. And again, for women, that's limiting their calories to about 1,600 calories a day. For men, it's around 2,000. And some, it may be 2,400 because most men consume about 36 to 80, or excuse me, um, around 3,600 to 3,800 calories a day, whereas women consume about 2,000 calories a day. All right. So you got to decrease them. Right. So Number, it's not magic. No, it's, it's you have to plan it. And what I tell people to do, number one, they need to shift over to a healthy keto diet with lots of veggies, lots of fiber, some fish oil, and decrease saturated fats. Use more olive oil and avocados and avocado oil and seeds and nuts. Number two is skip breakfast. We used to say eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. No more should we do that. We should implement intermittent fasting. Fast your breakfast, have a cup of coffee or tea with stevia, and you're still fasting, yet you're burning you're you're burning those calories up. Start an exercise program, and then your weight will come down. It's that simple. It mm. works every time. All right. So what if you uh, in, instead of waiting until lunchtime, what if you delay uh, your breakfast and have a modest little uh, breakfast, say around ten o'clock in the morning? That's perfect. If you that's ideal. If you can actually finish your dinner by 6 p.m. and eat breakfast around 10 a.m., that's 16 hours. You've just fasted 16 hours, right. which you're well on your way to losing weight. Okay. We're, we're well on our way then, friends, to uh, health, health zone essentials. Again, $17. We'll put this $19 book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. And we'll be back after this. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. All right, we're on the home stretch here, friends, in our program today, talking with Dr. Colbert. Uh, with his book, Health Zone Essentials. And uh, actually, it's a $20 book. Here's for $17 here on the website. And uh, he talks about hormone harmony, 
are thyroids, adrenaline, hormone dominoes in women, what men need to know in, in, in particular, health zone protocols for our brains and for brain longevity. I think that should be something we are all interested in, in light of all of the talk about the growth of uh, Alzheimer's, and then recipes for optimum uh, wellness, optimal wellness. So it's all here in the book. So, uh, Doctor, you know what you think is most important at this time, now that we've dealt with the foundation of our gastrointestinal systems and our food. What goes next? Thyroid, adrenaline, what say well, you? Good question. Well, here, first we heal the gut, then we maintain a healthy weight uh, through either the healthy keto or the Mediterranean diet. Then mm-hmm. we want to optimize some key hormones. And the key hormones we want to optimize is for men and for women, it's testosterone. As we age, the key hormone that helps both men and women tremendously is testosterone. Okay. And you say, what, women need it? Absolutely. Mm. But men need ten times more. <laughs> okay? But women need it. We, we like to get our women's testosterone around 75, and they feel like many times a, a 20, 25 or 30-year-old woman. So, again, mm. testosterone is the key. And then thyroid, the two key hormones that help people as we age is optimizing the thyroid with the active form of thyroid hormone, not the inactive form with a level of thyroxin or synthroid, but the active form, which is the natural desiccated thyroid. And when we bring, now we, we don't push the numbers high, we bring them to a, uh, a healthy level so that it's not, so that we're not sluggish. When we get these numbers up, it usually helps to improve one's energy, not but we want to still keep it in the therapeutic range. We just want to optimize the numbers for both testosterone and thyroid by using the natural means of bringing back those numbers. Now, you have a point. list uh, in yes. Crack the Code of Hormone Harmony. Yes. It's two pages long. Yes. And again, double, there's lots of hormones. Double uh, columns of all of the fallout from hormonal yes. problems. Exactly. And again, a lot of people want to balance them all. I tell them, let's start with the most important, which in men and women is testosterone number one, thyroid number two, but there's adrenal hormones. We are seeing an epidemic of adrenal fatigue in this country mm-hmm. where so many people are so tired, they can't function. When they're at 60, that's it. They want to retire and they're done with work or anything else. All right. Is this because they've been on too many energy drinks? That's one thing. They've depleted their um, energy by just caffeine. Caffeine drains your adrenals. They drain the DHEA, the pregnenolone. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so these adrenal hormones are very important. And so that's why I, every day for the brain, for brain function and for energy, I take uh, 25 milligrams of DHEA and 25 milligrams of pregnenolone. And I, talk, I discuss that, too, in my book, the importance of these hormones, especially under brain health. Because anyone that's had a concussion, I put them on higher doses of pregnenolone and DHEA because they especially help the neurons in the brain, okay? But also they help the adrenals and keep us out of adrenal fatigue. Are you suggesting that every man go out and get uh, testosterone shots? Well, not necessarily shots. Just bring the level up to uh, a healthy, optimized level. I'm not asking them to go up over 1,000, but what I find is when men's testosterone get around 700, 750, 800, 
they generally feel much better. They have more energy, mm-hmm. and it also increases nitric oxide, so their blood vessels dilate better. Now, again, what they want to do is protect their prostate because too much testosterone can make your blood thicker, and it can also uh, it can cause your prostate to get bigger, and it can make uh, your hair fall out. Oh, so my. There's, there's no way much. to win. No, if you take too much, that's why we help our <laughs> patients, and we optimize it without putting them on. Like some doctors give them just a blank slate of whatever dose they want, and they uh-huh. the guy feels better, so let's take a little more, let's take a little more, and all of a sudden... They have to go and get a turp of their prostate because their prostate's the size of a softball yeah. and should be the size of a, of a golf ball. Well, how about this uh, medication that's been out so popular? It's not oxytocin. What it, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's It's been advertised so much. Uh, people have been taking it to lose weight. Uh, Osamaglutide or Ozempic? Ozempic, yeah. Ozempic, yes. Yeah. Well, Ozempic is is used for diabetes and prediabetes, and it it has a great side effect of weight loss. It's one of these GLP agonists, which means it it works on the glucagon-like peptide. And one of the side effects is it suppresses the appetite. So Mm -hmm. a patient will typically only eat one or two meals a day. And for those people that are very obese, it helps them, but an even better one is the new Mount Jero, which is another GLP agonist. Yeah, I've heard about that, but uh, let me just pass along a warning. Uh, three, yeah. mo- three months ago, I had to perform a funeral uh, for a man who uh, was on Ozempic, and uh, his doctor uh, said, oh, you're doing so well. He said, well, let me give you some more. Oh my! And so he took some more, and it killed him. Yes, well, it can cause pancreatitis and all kinds of side effects, medullary carcinoma of the thyroid. So, again, those medicines have major side effects. So if a person just has mild obesity, they shouldn't be on it. They should use the natural way because, again, one of the side effects is death. And so people, there's diet centers uh, that are now popping up all over the place, and that's what they're using, these powerful medicines that have horrible side effects, including death pancreatitis, which makes you feel like you're dying, as well as well, thyroid cancer. See, if you just die, then you'll lose weight very quickly. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and naturally, right. by the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's not right fun. It, it, we can make light of it, but uh, in reality, we need to think that way. What are we willing to do to accomplish something? How far are we willing to go? And the reality is these bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We should treat them accordingly, shouldn't we? Absolutely. And we need, that's why if anyone really wants that, they have to be generally morbid obese. And then they have to have a disclaimer because I have people sign saying the the side effects. This could potentially kill you. This can cause pancreatitis. This can cause thyroid cancer. So uh, once they read that, they say, well, I don't want to take a chance on this. Why do it? Well, said, well, but the interesting the- thing, you know, if you watch television at all, uh, probably 50% of all the ads on television are about this medicine and that medicine. Exactly. And uh, they're all going to do such wonderful things for you, and they, they have these rejoicing scenes that are passing before your eyes so that, <laughs> so that you don't see at the bottom of the list exactly. the things, all the things, the side effects that are going to kill you. Exactly. And for over the years, I've found many years... Uh, Adverse reaction to medications have been the fourth leading cause of death for just, mm-hmm. you know, on uh, many t- different Well, occasions. I think the second leading cause of death was uh, uh, errant prescriptions by doctors. 
Well, again, that unfortunately, is another that, that that happens. Sure, the doctors push lots of meds, and every one of those meds has potential side effects. That's why I tell my patients: let your foods be your medication. There you go. Okay, look, uh, we want our brains to to be vital. Uh, I have to have a brain that's alive here. Yes, and. Uh, <clears throat> It's very important to me. I can't think straight if I don't have a live brain. So what do we do to uh, protect our brains? Well, you know, one of the best ways to protect our brain is by boosting this powerful brain nutrient called brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Now, this this factor literally causes our brain cells to repair the brain and grow new dendrites, new axons. Now, wait a minute. You mentioned the word factor. That sounds like a mathematical problem. No, it's a it's literally a protein that's produced in the brain when we exercise and oh. when, we, when we get well oxygenated sleep on uh-huh. your side. See, it's, it's produced more when we sleep on our side and good oxygenation. In other words, no uh, sleep apnea, mm. as well as uh, when you fast, you produce lots of this brain derived neurotrophic factor. So intermittent fasting is a critical way to get it. Mm-hmm. as well as hormone optimization. Two key hormones boost this hormone tremendously, and one is testosterone, another reason to be on testosterone for both men and women. The second is estrogen, estradiol, but I don't use much of that because it's a double-edged sword. It can cause breast cancer, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer. So that's why I want to get the effects of this without the curses of it because uh, that's why I'm real hesitant to prescribe estrogen to my women. There you go. Unless, uh, unless they're around menopause and to get them through those first couple of years. All right. We've indicated that dark chocolate could be a good thing. They're saying it, it contains so many, many uh, blessings for us in yep. terms of uh, uh, food and so on. So dark chocolate, not not milk chocolate, but dark chocolate. Right, milk, dark chocolate is the best, not milk chocolate, but also curry. Uh, curry contains curcumin, mm-hmm. which actually binds beta amyloid, which is the plaque that causes Alzheimer's. It binds it and escorts it out of the brain through the lymphatic system or the lymphatics of the brain. Uh-huh. And so that's why sleeping on your side activates the lymphatics or the lymphatics of the brain. And when you take curcumin every night before you go to bed, a 1,000 milligrams, and you sleep on your side and get well oxygenated to sleep, you're binding beta amyloid and getting it out of your brain. How about turmeric? Great. Turmeric is not as good as curcumin. Curcumin uh-huh. is the active form of turmeric, which uh-huh. contains the curcuminoids, which help to bind the beta amyloid. That's the key, th- key ingredient for binding beta amyloid. Eggs. Eggs are good. Eggs contain... Uh, Nutrients, phosphatidylcholine, that also helps to produce acetylcholine, which is the brain neurotransmitter. Mm-hmm. It also contains lutein, and it contains phospholipids, which are good for the brain. They say it's the, the purest protein you can get. Yes. Uh, eggs are good for the brain, but again, uh, moderation in those, because uh, some people will take a little, and they'll take five to ten a day. And that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And, and make sure you don't use butter when you cook your eggs. Use avocado oil. Avocado Ooh, oil has okay. the highest smoke point at 570 of all oils, so it doesn't uh, cause those damaging free radicals. And do not, if you use butter, just use a teeny bit of butter mm-hmm. with cooking your eggs with avocado oil. One of the most encouraging things for many people, you say enjoy some gut java. Coffee helps yeah, you wake yeah. up, improves mood, 
boosts learning, aids recall, protects yes. against Parkinson's, cancer, yes, liver disease, and memory loss. And quite yes. frankly, here's a story. We have a good friend who is suffering from Parkinson's, and uh, I had learned that uh, uh, coffee could be of help, and she began to drink a cup of coffee a day, good. and it radically changed Oh, sure. The uh, progression of her Parkinson's. Oh, we have amazing things for Parkinson's. We put them on coffee. We put them on this glutathione. We have a glutathione IV we give and a mm. nanoglutathione spray. And, and again, the, the brain's own diet. When I put them on, or excuse me, my keto diet. My keto diet's the best thing for Parkinson's. If, they, if they're too slender, we put them on the Mediter- healthy Mediterranean mm-hmm. diet. Okay. So either one of those are great. All right. One thing... If we don't get adequate sleep, uh, the problem is that most people are sleeping spiritually and uh, and need to be awake spiritually. Most people yes. uh, are sleeping physically. Well, they're not sleeping physically. They're too much awake, and they need more sleep. And they're too so, stressed. Yeah. Right. So what do we do? Well, number one, I tell my patients, be sure and get your 10 belly laughs at night before you go to bed. Watch some clean funny movie or funny, you know, some people may have to go watch old I Love Lucy reruns or Mikhail's Navy or Andy <laughs> Griffin or whatever, but start getting your belly laughs before you go to bed. I get at least 10 belly laughs before I go to bed. Do you really? Absolutely. Well, why don't then, you just take some laughing gas? Because <laughs> you can't get that. <laughs> but it's not the same. You need belly laughter. You need All right. Well, la- the, the Bible does say that... Uh, Laughing is good like a medicine. So it is. Yeah. All right. Proverbs so, seventeen twenty-two. Apparently, God knows best. Health Absolutely. Zone Essentials, friends. The twenty-dollar book uh, for seventeen dollars. It's on our website, saveus.org. It covers so much. We can't get into all the little bitty details here, but you can by getting a copy of the book. It just might change your life for the rest of your life. It's on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries at $5 for postage and handling. And, friends, let's be a doer of the word and not just hearers only. In other words, let's just get on with it. And remember, these bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let's treat them accordingly. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. Hey, listen, it's good to good to chat with you, Don.